ghost emoji. This week we have a special guest. What's her name? That's right. I'm back. <laughs> Look at that giant voice. Big, big voice signature. You'd never see a voice signature like this before. Nope, not because you've got me, Taylor, with the tiny voice. Becca with the medium voice. Oh, it's like the three bears. Yeah. I'm baby. You're... I'm, I'm mama. And I'm papa bear. I got that big dad energy. But daddy. <laughs> My daddy. That's I'm right. Sheree. Yeah, I was about to say, that's right, it's Sheree. And also... <laughs> You did a great job. Thank you. I knew what you were trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> they came back by popular demand. They requested me personally. <laughs> Crawling back. Yeah. <laughs> even though they messaged me very rudely when I asked why they made fun of me in an episode and Ghost Emoji said, please email us at Ghost Emoji Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go through all of the correct channels. <laughs> I want to have a paper trail for the court <laughs> court hearing. I don't even remember what we made fun of you for. I don't remember, but I was like, why are you so mean to Sheree? And you said, please email questions to ghostemojipodcast at gmail.com. That's probably not the email, is it? I think it's uh, ghostemojipodcast. Oh, I did it right? Yeah. You must have sent in a complaint. <sighs> You're way better at doing the outro than I ever will be. <laughs> Just a little, pre- <laughs> it's a little preview of what I got to offer. Every single time I get them all mixed up, Taylor's like, they're literally, it's not that hard. And I'm just like, I don't fucking know. I still like to give you a chance, just in case. There's always that pause, and I'm like, I'm not taking that. <laughs> this is just my resume. I'm just trying to get them to hire me full time. Oh, I'll become the producer, and it'll just be you two. You're just slowly edge me out. <laughs> nothing, nothing will ever get done. It'll just be us going off on tangents and then dragging each other. Until one of us dies. Yes. <laughs> and then it really will be a, it'll be a, a, ghost, a ghost podcast. Yeah, it'll just be post-mortem two, podcast. My Love two the, dead friends. That's the name of it, though. It wouldn't be Ghost Emoji anymore. It'd be My Two Dead Friends. My Two Dead Friends. Mm-hmm. Like, my brother, my brother, and me. <laughs> my dead friend, my dead friend, and me. I got to pick the topic this week. It's sleep paralysis. And I feel like there should be, like, the colon and then and all the monsters that pretend to be sleep paralysis across different cultures because there's a lot of them. It's long. It's a little mouthy. <laughs> Is that going to be the title of the episode? Yeah. Perfect. Just shorten into an abbreviation. It'll just be a bunch of, like, it's like a keyboard smash. Yeah. Sleep paralysis. And that's why they brought me in, because I suffer from sleep paralysis. Do you? Yeah. What's it like? It's like pudding is on my chest. <laughs> that's a heavy, a heavy rock. That's on, a, on someone's chest. That's a dense dog. Puddin is my mom's French bulldog, and she's uh, she is a dog, and we love her so much. But she is a solid little, as a rock. Yeah. She's a diva. She's, I love her. Yeah, Sheree is very, very attached to her. Mm-hmm. I always send her snaps. Yeah, and I know you're going to be the first one to respond. Yeah, <laughs> it gets me very excited. So I remember that time. That time, and you're like, I can't breathe, and she's like, Let me help. Yeah, was, and she did. She did. She sat right on me. Yeah, you know, these have been no just, breathing, no longer. Just over a year since she smothered you. It's about to be. Yeah, that's fucking wild. I love referencing things that nobody else knows about. <laughs> Oh, no. That's right. I want you all to feel left out. That's right. Because we're friends. Mm. These are two my two real friends. (laughs) (laughs) 
Becca got a really scary fortune today. Oh, fuck that fortune. I had forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. Why'd you remind me? Yeah. Because we were talking about friends. It said I was going to charm new friends. I have three friends and I don't need any more. <laughs> Hashtag no new friends. Hashtag no new friends. Mm-hmm. I guess it's more than three. And that is overwhelming yeah. to me. The fact that I want it to be three, but it's actually like five or six <laughs> is very overwhelming. And I don't like it. I mean, I love everyone that I've chosen. But Jesus Christ. You can barely feed and water all of I us. I know. Uh, When's the last time you walked me? <laughs> I'm a terrible I haven't had a good brush in a while I've while been, we're on it. I've been holding it for months. <laughs> oh, my God. Is this why you keep saying creepy sexual things to me? Yeah. Is this is this you punishing me? My bowel obstruction is affecting my brain. Somebody- it's making me into a pervert. Okay. <laughs> Somebody has to make up for Becca's lack of it. Dirty mm. jokes. I know. I don't know if y'all have noticed on the show, but Becca has been markedly less lewd the last few months. And I mean, I can accept this new Becca. Everyone is always changing. Except me. I can't. I can't get past it. Sure. I'm so hooked. Sure, he really does miss pervert Becca. Yeah. But maybe she'll come back. Maybe she won't. I still love you. Don't worry. But in the meantime... Sometimes I see rays poking through. The glimmer. Yeah. Like a boner. Yeah. Distant past tapping me on the shoulder. Do y'all want to talk about sleep paralysis? Oh, sure. Yes. <laughs> That's right. My my terrible sleep paralysis. I don't think Sherry's ever actually had sleep paralysis. Oh, yes. You know who has? Who has? Me! <gasps> but not a ton. I figure out, there's like one part where they kind of talk about like what it's like, so I might interject there. That feels good. Yeah, I'm not a... That feels right. I'm not a... Uh, expert by any means, but I definitely know what they're talking about when I've heard this, and it is way more common than you would think. So let's put. That's me. That's me. yourself. I put that one famous like nightmare painting in the uh, notes on sleep paralysis. I'll put it on the Instagram or whatever. But uh, we're tagging ourselves. I'm the beautiful maiden laying prone on the bed. And uh, Shuri has tagged herself as the goblin sitting on my stomach. And Becca is a curious, creepy black horse mm-hmm. peering mm-hmm. through some red curtains. And also it looks blind. And I think its eyes are just really wide. Like, wow. 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 Look, my wow. shadow looks like Mike was asking. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. It's true. <laughs> It's a good thing these notes are short because yeah. we never get anything done when all three of us are That's why I was like, mm. They bring me in on the short episodes. <laughs> it's not true. Because <laughs> together, we, none of us have one brain cell that we can share. No, share. no. Yeah, my sources are Wikipedia, as always. And then I used a BuzzFeed article, Ooh. strangely enough. And it was called, like, the 13 things you should know about sleep paralysis or something like that. No, Shane didn't write it. I I don't know why I would think Shane would write anything. (laughs) Shane's not. He's too high on the pecking order. He doesn't write listicles. Someone like me writing a stupid listicle. And cursing Shane's name. Fuck. (laughs) Um, And then one was from a live science. It was an article on their blog about sleep paralysis throughout different cultures because it is explained away in a lot of different countries. If you haven't ever experienced sleep paralysis before, it's when um, during either waking up or falling asleep, a person is aware but unable to move or speak. During an episode, one may hallucinate, 
which is you'll hear, feel, or see things that are not there, it will often result in fear. Dun, dun, dun. Which I was like, that's so obvious. Okay. But they were like, well, you'll get like, you know, elevated heart rate and you'll panic because you can see and hear things, but you can't move and you've just woken up and you're confused. Um, they can go anywhere from like a 20 second episode to a few minutes, which they tried to make it sound like just, just a few minutes. But if you think about actually laying there for several minutes, an eternity, not being able to move your head, your your eyes, your hands, anything, it's you can't move your eyes. No, that's part of at least when I've had it. Like I can feel something in the room, but I can't turn and look at it. Yeah, but that's your head. You can't yeah. move your eyes. Yeah, but I can't. I can't. You're literally moving your eyes as you're showing me the sleep paralysis. I'm not having a sleep paralysis episode, but I'm if I. I can't, like, look. I would, like, try really hard to look, and I couldn't. So if I could have moved my eyes, I think I could have looked into the corner, but I couldn't. Unless you, it's, like, way you in can't your wrist. Move, you can't move any voluntary muscles. Interesting. Only the involuntary ones, which is, like, what helps you digest and breathe and your heartbeat and stuff like yeah. that. The smooth muscle. Interesting. Between 8% and 50% of people experience sleep paralysis at some time. About 5% of people have regular episodes. Males and females are affected equally. Mm-hmm. Sleep paralysis has been described throughout history, and it is believed to have played a role in the creation of stories about alien abduction and other paranormal events, which makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I feel like every other episode we have, I'll be like, it's probably just sleep paralysis. Yeah, I do feel like that's <laughs> your motto. It's probably just sleep paralysis. Take a shot every time it's sleep paralysis. Okay, Scully. Sleep paralysis. Accounts of sleep paralysis can be found in Persian medical texts dating back to the 10th century. The first clinical observation was made by a Dutch physician in 1664 who diagnosed a 50-year-old woman with nightmare. Like, as in night horse? Mm -hmm. Night female horse? (laughs) It was believed (laughs) to be caused by demons or spiritual possession until the 19th century when it was termed sleep palsy and eventually sleep paralysis. I like palsy. I remember in high school, do you remember uh, my friend when he he had palsy on one side of his face? I remember it just like all of the muscles in, on one side of his face just like stopped working and he had to go to the hospital and start taking like medication for it. Is that different I from a stroke? That. There's a, It's Bell's palsy. Because mm, I've heard palsy. I wonder why they call it sleep paralysis that, that if it's like something mm. about your well, face pal- being numb. Well, palsy I think is another word for like paralysis oh. so sleep paralysis it's like a cute little nickname for something that's not cute <laughs> yeah that's well, something that's very palsy. scary yeah. <laughs> like cerebral palsy yeah oh oh medical terms i don't think i ever conne- <laughs> i've heard palsy i just don't think i connected it with paralysis mm-hmm. ever and that sure ryan's arm also is a form of palsy really because it's paralyzed the like nerves in it i wonder if it's the same because his nerves are damaged mm-hmm. i guess damage is paralysis mm-hmm. If only one of us was a doctor. If only. Oh, damn. That's a lot of school. (laughs) (laughs) And not one of us. (laughs) When you enter deep REM sleep, your brain tells the body's voluntary muscle that's not the smooth muscle. I remember that. It relaxes and you go into an almost state of paralysis called atonia. Tonia actually helps the body protect you from from injury by preventing you from moving out physical movements in your dreams. So, like, if you're having a dream about kissing, you're not going to start just grabbing everybody and kissing or running. What about that dream where Slappy slapped me and when I woke up, my head was moving the direction he just slapped me? I I can't attest to that. 
It's supposed to keep you from like moving. It says it's practically a state of paralysis, but mm-hmm. you probably can still move a little mm-hmm. bit. Because I mean, there will be times where you wake up and you like pretend to punch or something. You, you know, think Slappy's just that powerful. No, Slappy has no power over me. What about me? Maybe you. You're very scared of slapping. Well, <laughs> from if the you get slapped in front bumps. of your parents in the par- airport parking garage, you'd be scared too. By Slappy. This is all her dream with the dummy from Goosebumps. It felt real. I realized <laughs> that he mostly killed people and slapping is not what his go-to thing was. <laughs> but man. That was his name. I got off easy. <laughs> oh my god. I forgot that he didn't slap anyone. It's just like, I he think murders just, them. I think it's just like the idea of like slapstick, and so they shorten it to slappy. Mm-hmm. Oh well, they try to murder him. Hap slappy. Actually, he does decapitate the other dummy though, and that was pretty terrifying. Does Slappy get a girlfriend, or is that just Chucky? I think I think that's Chucky. God, okay. I hope not. Okay, so yeah, you can't move. And in other parasomnia, such as sleepwalking or REM sleep behavior disorder, atonia does not occur properly, and the voluntary muscles move while the mind remains asleep. While, uh, which is why people sometimes do things in their sleep without being aware of it, like sleeping or <laughs> it sounds close to home. Crawling down their parents' Stop staircase it. as a child and hiding in the pantry. What are you doing? And then crawling out and setting off the alarm clock. I had clock. to come upstairs to get here. <laughs> but not the alarm clock. I know. You I, did that? Yeah, when I was little, I slept walked almost every night for, like, several months. Mm-mm. I would walk down the stairs and we had the little, like, sensors or whatever. deck my child. Oh well, my I think I was normally... I was just walking normal, like a normal... Small five or six year old kid down the stairs and I would set it off and then I would wake up and my parents were like, fuck, we have to like, you know, the cops are coming or whatever. Cause I was setting off the little sensor or whatever that was right on the stairs. And so we had this big like knockoff Malibu Barbie dollhouse that they would push in front of it. Cause they were like, she can't get through That's it. That's not a fire hazard. No. <laughs> What's a little fire hazard when, when you sleepwalking? <laughs> But it had, like, a giant door. Not a Barbie-sized door. This was more like an American girl-sized doll door kind of thing. Uh-huh. But I would just crawl through Stop. it in my sleep. Stop. <laughs> I'd still go down. She's a determined little sleepwalker. Mm-hmm. Mm. I know my sister would sleepwalk. And my mom was like, one time I was literally, we were in Mexico, and I was talking to our cousins about it, and she did it. She just starts walking down the stairs and walks right past us. And I was like... Nah. It's like, nah. <laughs> I can't. My sister used to sleepwalk too. I mean, she would stand at the foot or the side of my parents' bed and just sway back and forth and go, Mom. I would do that and be like, I gotta tell you something. I gotta tell Stop. you something. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> that is. That's what this is for. Sheree's holding up her fist. <laughs> she will punch a child. I think about that because I didn't sleepwalk, but anytime I wanted to wake my parents up, I didn't want to wake them up. So I just stare at them until my mom finally said, What? How is that not creepy? And now I'm like, if my child does that to me, I would lose it. Oh, man. I could just see her being like, What the fuck you want? <laughs> That's real. That's real. Yes, absolutely. My mom would go into a panic and she'd be like, what? What is it? What do you need? And my dad would be like, she's asleep. Oh, Kathy. Oh, and then he would just lead Caitlin back up and then she'd come back down. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yep. Locks on doors, baby. That's it. That's it. Bye. I think one of my, my favorite one was, I just imagine it almost set up kind of like a paranormal activity kind of thing where my parents had put me to bed. And I must have walked down the stairs, and then I walked behind them. They must have been, like... the sheets off of them? No, but they were, like, watching TV or something downstairs, and the kitchen is behind them, and we have kind of, like, an open concept. But I walked downstairs, 
walked, like, through the front hallway, walked into the kitchen behind my parents, where, like, if they had turned around, they would have been able to see me. I walked into the pantry, and I closed the door. And then I stayed there for several hours until my parents went to bed, set the alarm, and then I finally came out of the pantry at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning and set the alarm off, and then just started doing laps around the bottom of the... Stop! I can't deal with this. I'm getting itchy. I can't. We can't talk about this anymore. This is ridiculous. I just want to know what the fuck you like ate or did or like I'm what your brain was doing. Grown out of it. I barely even sleep talk now. I, guess. I sleep talk. I got it all out of my system. I can't wait to see what you and Mark's kids. God, I'm just eating peanut butter and running full tilt into the. Oh. <laughs> Wiping the peanut butter. Please no. I'm never babysitting. I'm never. You cannot ask me. They're running straight to Aunt Cherie's house. (laughs) Locks. Everything is locked. We're outside the window to slap like (laughs) open-faced peanut butter sandwich on the window. I just see it in the morning like, oh my god. I thought you were going to say like a peanut butter handprint just slides down their window. No, you know like that one one myth where they put baby powder on the car and they said you can see the kids handprints. <laughs> just dumping baby powder. They were here. It's I could just see the butter. peanut butter. <laughs> oh my it's god! Terrifying. My husband uh, famously likes to sleep eat peanut butter, yes. and that's that's the joke. And wipe it everywhere. It does get every. It's hard to clean up after yourself. Doorknobs. You're asleep. Doorknobs. Light switches. Bed sheets. Oh yeah, the bed sheets. I forgot. Yeah. Wasn't there some in the carpet? I found it in the carpet before. Yeah. That almost... could have just fallen. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Think it was in our bedroom. Hmm. Hmm. Is he crawling? <laughs> <laughs> oh, please. I can't do it. He's crawling and he's got his butt oh. butter sandwich in his mouth. <laughs> no, no. Oh my god, please. Uh, it's fine. Peanut butter demons. It's peanut butter baby, but demonic is gonna sleep. He hates oh. peanut butter baby. <laughs> well, I hope he's ready. <laughs> <laughs> what does he just do? <laughs> that was uh, what brought it up the other night. <laughs> because the other night he like cuddled up and he looked so comfortable. And I was like, you feel good? And he's like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, just like peanut butter baby. And then his eyes just went dead. And he's like, I hate peanut butter baby. Peanut butter <laughs> he baby. looks so creepy. Uh, so half closed lid. <laughs> it's the peanut butter on the eyelash that, that really gets him. It really is. He looks like a toy from Toy Story. I'm glad Mark doesn't listen to this because he'd be like, "Why did you? Why? Why? Did you why? Air out on my peanut butter laundry and talk about peanut butter, baby. We all supposed have laundry. Be, supposed to be talking about sleep, sleep paralysis. paralysis. This I is mean, part this of is it. all in that wheelhouse. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's just our experience with it. Yeah. Some people move too much. Maybe he needs a little dose of it in it's his life, dream. though. A little paralysis part. Yeah. I, I the, would not wish that upon anybody. Yeah. That was but just the being yeah. still part. Yeah. <laughs> so with sleep paralysis, it's almost as if the opposite ha- happens of doing things in their sleep without being aware of it. The body remains paralyzed in REM atonia while the brain awakens and the eyes start to open. The person becomes alert in a transient conscious state, but they are unable to move voluntary muscles or speak. Although involuntary muscle movement, like breathing, is not affected, there is often a sensation of chest pressure, pudding, <laughs> which is why many people wake up from sleep paralysis gasping to take a deep breath. True visual and auditory hallucinations during sleep paralysis are relatively rare, but many patients report feeling an undeniably strange or scary presence in the room. When it's happened to me, I never really felt the chest pressure, but it was like laying on my back, which apparently I was 
felt so vindicated because I was like, I feel like I get it more when I'm on my back. But maybe I'm just making that up. I don't know why that would happen. But the Wikipedia did say that when you sleep on your back, that you are much more likely to have it if you do get sleep paralysis. Hmm. Don't know why. Do you sleep on your back mostly? No. That's why I, I make an effort not to. Because I was like, every time I do, I feel like this happens. And the big thing would be, I would think it was a really realistic nightmare, but I'd be like, it's in my room. Because whenever I have nightmares or, or dreams in general, they're not normally in like familiar spaces. Or it'll be one of those things where like, it was my room, but it was actually the grocery store. But in the dream, it was my room. Mm. This one, where you're like, you'll wake up and I'll be like, I'm in my room. And I remember the first one I had was in high school. And I had all these like lava lamps and little neon lights and stuff like that. And I had this really scary feeling that there was, like, a bat creature in the upper corner of my bedroom, like, flapping against the wall. Like, it was just going in the corner. And I kept trying to, like, turn and look at it. But it was like something was holding my head, so I couldn't turn. And that was the biggest feeling that I remember, was just that wanting to look at it and feeling like I physically, like, couldn't. Or if I thought I was getting close, it would be, like, in the very corner of my vision. Mm. Just like a dark bat figure. Unpleasant. Not fun, and then scary. And then other times it's just been, like, a dark, like, a feeling like someone is in the room, even if I can't see them. It'll just feel like they are, like, right out of the corner of my eye, like, standing in a corner of the room. And then eventually I just kind of wake up, and I'm very sweaty. You know what? It can stop your body, but it can't stop your sweat. <laughs> it can't stop my sweat nope. glands. <laughs> Shines through. Glistens <laughs> through. I'm glistening. <laughs> I'm scared, but I'm dewy. <laughs> Especially the back of my knees. My back of my knees get so sweaty when I have a nightmare. You wouldn't believe that, do. <laughs> Highlighter? I don't need it. <laughs> Sleep paralysis occurs when the body has trouble making to tr- the transition from REM sleep to waking and vice versa. If it happens when you're falling asleep, it's called, forgive me, hypnagogic. You got it. Hypnagogic or gogic? I think it's gogic. Sleep paralysis. If it happens during waking, it's called hypnopompic. Perfect. Unfortunately, why the body can't transition smoothly is still unknown. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I feel like surprisingly, like, we know a little bit about it, but since it doesn't actually hurt you, I feel like they haven't done as much research as they possibly could. It's also, you know, it's difficult to recreate since they don't know what causes it. A lot of it's like anecdotal kind of stuff. So research has shown that sleep paralysis is not dangerous, said Michael Bruce or Bruce? I, I was thinking Bruce. I don't know. Bruce. Michael Bruce, PhD, clinical psychologist and fellow of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. What a fancy name. It does not cause physical harm to the body and there are no clinical deaths known to date. While there are some terrifying cultural explanations around the world, these are constructed to make sense of a very mysterious condition. Quote, the biggest thing is to educate people to not be afraid, end quote, says Bruce. In all likelihood, they just need more rest. If they get enough sleep and the episodes continue with any regularity, then they should go to a sleep disorder specialist. Yeah, I was reading, they said a lot of the time, people who tend to get it more are stressed, not sleeping good. Yeah, and that was pretty much the big ones. And I'm sure that, like, being afraid of having the paralysis doesn't help you want to go to sleep, so it's just a cycle of being like, I'm stressed out, but I'm also stressed out that if I go to sleep, I'm going to get sleep paralysis and then not sleep well, and then it's just a cycle of not feeling good and Mm -hmm. not sleeping. It can be one symptom of narcolepsy, a neurological problem that also causes daytime sleepiness. When you feel strong emotions, you might briefly lose a sense of control of your muscles. 
episodes of sleep paralysis seem to come more often to people with other sleeping problems, such as sleep apnea, nighttime leg cramps, and nightmares. And nighttime leg cramps are the worst. I luckily yeah. do not really get them. I feel like you two um, talk about them all the time. Often, but my god. Knock on wood. I know. I, we're talking <laughs> about it, and it's Fuck. like, you ready? <sighs> It happened to me the other day when I was swimming and playing volleyball. I was like, this is how people drown. Because I was like, my leg just cramped. And I was like, and it was so sore the next day because of those cramps. I get Charlie horses in the middle of like the night. They hurt so bad. Like there's literal tears like pouring down my face. And I'm just like, just cut the leg off. That would feel better. That's what happened to me in the pool. And they're like, she's laughing. And I'm like. I'm all wet, but there are tears streaming out of my eyes. I don't... <laughs> to be fair, there have been so many times where I can't tell if you're crying or laughing. Yeah. It's a curse. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Sometimes it starts as crying and then becomes laughing. Yeah. Or vice yeah, versa. What's yeah. that one video of that girl is just screaming? Oh my god. She's also laughing? That's true. Oh my god. That's me. It's me. It's me, ya girl. It may also... Be a symptom of post-traumatic stress disorder. I was surprised that they listed nightmares as sleep. Well, I guess a sleep problem, but is that like a medical sleep? Well, problem? people get night terrors, so maybe they mean that. They're maybe night, then more more instead of nightmares, which we just think of all like all of us having. Maybe it's more night terrors where that's a pretty big yeah. issue. What are night terrors? Um, I don't know the exact like definition, but I want to say they're. Like a cross between a nightmare and like a straight up hallucination. Like you wake up and you still see things from the dream. So which... kind of like the beginning of like sleep paralysis, really. Kind of, yeah. But I think it's in sleep paralysis. A lot of the time, like it's the weird, it's the shadowy figure, it's the darkness and stuff like that. And whereas night terrors, like you might hallucinate like a monster in the room with you, and so you like jump out a window to get away from it, kind of thing. Jesus. Whereas in sleep paralysis, you're scared but you can't move. Mm-hmm. Alright, the sense of touch is very often highlighted in explanations of sleep paralysis around the world. Many cultures refer to a weight on the chest. That's a big one. In certain parts of Brazil, there are fol- folkloric tales of a creature with long fingernails uh, that lurks on people's... Oh, don't do that. <laughs> don't. Stop it. Taylor's making gross fingernail noises. My fingernails are so long. So are mine, but mine are fake. <laughs> and that's how I like it. It's a creature with long fingernails, and it lurks on people's rooftops during the night, which is fucking creepy. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm sure it fucking crawls, too. Oh, no. <laughs> the creature, called Pisadera, right? Probably. I don't Pisadiarrhea. know. Pisadiarrhea. <laughs> Pisadiarrhea. This creature called a Pisadiarrhea. 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 Makes you piss and diarrhea. <laughs> That is pretty much what it looks like. Uh, comes into a person's house and tramples on the chests of those who sleep. Oh, hell no. You think you're going to come into my house and trample my chest? What if they, like, stop? Apparently, <laughs> I can handle trample. any other monster. Like, if they walk in, I'm like, the fuck you doing? But they crawl, I'm like, we're done. Bye. I'm out of this world. Peace out. Remember me as I was. And... Catalonia. Catalonia. <laughs> I think it's just Catalonia. I'm making fun of people who say Barcelona. Catalonia. Barcelona. Barcelona. Uh, Catalonia, a region in... Fuck! You took us out! The fourth wall is broken! <laughs> Sorry, I have to take my medicine. <sighs> okay. Catalonia, a region in Spain, has the tale of the Pasanta, a black animal, often a dog or cat, that invades a peep... <laughs> 
invades a people's home. It invades a people's homes and sits on their chests while they are asleep, making it difficult to breathe and causing nightmares. Pudding is a pesanta. She's a pesanta. I know, but she's white with black spots. What did it say? A black animal? A black animal. Okay, it's in there, the black spots. It's the void. Have you looked into her eyes? Man. She's a pisanta. Maybe. I'll talk to my mom. She's a peasanta. <laughs> peasanta. <laughs> just want to see how many ways I can say that word. <laughs> Newfoundland? Yeah, how do they say in Canada? I feel like we say it's spelled Newfoundland, but isn't it, isn't it Newfoundland? I think so. In Newfoundland, Canada. If I'm wrong, I don't want to hear about it. No, <laughs> you can correct don't me. Don't at me. <laughs> I'm sorry to all of our Canadian listeners. All of them. Kai, if you're out there, I didn't mean it. I did mean it. I always mean it. Um, It's the old hag that comes and sits on a sleeping person. Man, this is kind of sexist, but all right. It also exists in British and North American folklore. Not that I've heard of. They singled out Georgia specifically. Anybody from Georgia? Can you confirm? Confirm or deny. Old hag. Old hag. Does she come and sleep on your chest? Or sit on your chest? Mm. It's me. It's I want Cersei to know. <laughs> it was me. Uh, so, an ethnic group in Vietnam and Laos uh, says that a pressing spirit sits on sleepers' chests and tries to affix- asphyxiate them. That's fair. That mm. seems about right. Mm. Uh, the idea of a weight holding someone down is also reflected in the terminology used in Mexico to describe sleep paralysis. Subirse el muerto. Translated from Spanish, the phrase means a dead bot. Oh, a dead body climbed on top of me. <laughs> no, thank you. Nah, I'm okay. Do you know what it took me? To I'm good. I'm good. Well, the article nah. that I took this from just was like translated from Spanish. The phrase means a dead body climbed on top of me, and I'm like, what's the phrase? And I had to look everywhere, and it's really scary to type a dead body climbed on top of me <laughs> Spanish oh, no. into Google and be like, where is image this? results pop up? But I finally found it. Mm-mm. I don't like that. You're welcome. I like halfway through, you were like, fuck. No, thank you. Mm. I read faster than I was saying it out loud. And I was like, oh, I'm not liking where this is going. It's like a roller coaster. <laughs> so some cultures use tales of spells cast by shamans or summoners to explain sleep paralysis. In Inuit culture, for example, people tell of shamans who can cast a spell when a person is sleeping, causing an experience <laughs> called... Oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Becky, you got this. Ukumangurnik. Maybe? Ukumangurnik. I'm not going to try again. <laughs> During which a person can't move, talk, or scream and is visited by a shapeless or faceless presence. Now that sounds upsetting. And like sleep paralysis. That's like the fucking thing that I thought I saw in my closet that one time. Oh, hell no. Maybe you had sleep paralysis. <gasps> but I could move. Oh. I could move. She and I, just, I, she chose to not look that way anymore. <laughs> no, I just kept staring and being oh, that's like, what it was. I had to wake Ryan up and make him like turn on a light because I was paralyzed with fear, but I wasn't actually physically paralyzed. Yeah. Well, the fact that you could ask him to wake up. From our bed, you can see into like the corner of our closet. And since there's clothes hanging up in it, sometimes it looks like someone's standing there. And so I had woken up from like a nightmare or a dream or something. I don't remember. And I looked into the corner, and I thought I saw someone standing in the closet, and it looked like their face was shifting, like, and changing, and vibrating. And I just stared at them for, like, a full two or three minutes, and then I was finally like, Ryan, Ryan, is there someone in the room with us? 
and he woke up and he turned on the light and he went into the closet and he was like, there's nothing here. And I was like, okay, cool. That's rough. That's rough, buddy. Shapeless, faceless presence? Check. Okay, Japanese folklore refers to a summoner who calls- Refers to? Japanese folklore refers to a summoner who calls upon a vengeful spirit to suffocate enemies through a phenomenon called, ooh, ooh, the- Kanashibari? Or Kanashibari. You didn't even give me a chance. I was just gonna, I was gonna say, sometimes you hear someone say it and you're like, oh, that is easy. Kanashibari? Which is the state of being totally bound as if constrained by metal change. I don't know why I thought it was going to say, like, <laughs> menstrual cramps. I read menstrual instead of metal. I know. Isn't shibari, like, the like art of tying people up? I don't know. Not like a sexy thing? I don't know. Is I, it? Google it. Okay. I don't know. Becca's going. I just want to know if I'm right. I'm but an innocent maid. I'm wondering if Kana is, like, a ghost Japanese ghost bondage. Tight binding. Wow. Well, that's Kimbaku. Yeah, it's rope bondage. Okay. Getting some interesting results on the Yotobes. Well, ties are popping up on my phone now, so you know. I don't now think that's you, the same. Now you know okay. how I feel. Ties from your wedding infiltrating my Facebook ads. Now I'm gonna get weird sex ads. <laughs> God damn. In other cultures, ghosts are supernatural beings of the perpetrators. Uh, in a study of Cambodian refugees from nineteen or from the 1970s, researchers found that many patients referred to something called Kamoik Sangkat, or the ghost that pushes you down. In Thailand, a ghost called Fiam uh, haunts people when they are half asleep and unable to move. And in some traditional Chinese cultures, ghost depression caused sleep paralysis. The Wikipedia for Old Hag has, like, all the other ones. And there's just way too many to list, but there was one in China. Tree wild. Where you've been busy. Oh yeah, she's the old hag. Yeah, because you're old hag. Oh, you're wicked. I was like, what crazy. the fuck did I do? I was rubbing my nose. So I was like, oh. Well, no, it was one of the ones that in like I guess certain provinces of China they think that it's because like a weird like changeling mouse will come and like wait under your nose and steal your breath and that's why you can't breathe like i still sneezes yeah it's that's how i've just been giving you clues that i'm a hag all along but then it uses your human breath and it goes and it can like be a human at night and like walk around like a people why do you have to ruin it it's just a mouse walking like a people yeah but he's like but in a human form not a human walking I know. person i thought he didn't like crawling he's walking I don't like much of anything. I wish they'd all not move. Until the end when he's like, oh, my mouse again. And then he falls down and like crawls back into his mouse form. Crawls into his little mouse hole. To his little mouse family. Hard day at the factory. I don't like it. That's pretty much sleep paralysis. It's spooky and scary, but it explains so many things. The fact that it's like, like every continent, it's pervasive across the world. It's almost as if it has to do with the human brain. My brain. Mm. Fix my brain. I don't know if I've actually... I can't remember the last time I had sleep paralysis. I feel like I've had it at least one time in our house, but we've been living there for almost three years. So, yeah. So, if that means that I haven't had it in three years, I'm good. I remember when you moved into that house. Yeah. Yeah. I, too, remember. I I hope you would. It was was kind of a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) It was, like, right after my wedding. You got married? Yeah. My happily married Was I even there? Yeah, you were there. Uh, I've got a beautiful photo of you from our wedding. Oh, yeah. And right. from my bachelorette party. The camera loves me. Yeah, everyone liked it. Which one from the bachelorette party? I don't know. Just a lot of them. Mm. You're looking cute. You're both looking cute. Even though y'all weren't allowed it's to hang out with each other. bonded. 
getting pizza together. Yeah, we weren't allowed to be alone together. Yeah. I I knew they would get along too well, and I was worried they wouldn't need me anymore. And then, at some point during my bachelorette party, someone had to go pick up pizzas, and I was like, where's Becca and Sheree? And they were like, oh, they went to go get the pizzas. And I just screamed. And I said, you weren't supposed to let them be alone together. That's true. That was true. <laughs> and that's why this we're taking this time to announce that we're starting a podcast called <laughs> My Two Dead Friends. And it's me and Becca. <laughs> They're the dead friends. Just us talking about all of our poor money choices. Yeah. <laughs> and how we feel attacked on the internet. And people should probably pay us for how many times they steal our personalities and memes and stuff. Yeah. How dare. How, stop attacking us. It hurts. Fucking rude. <laughs> Have you done or watched anything scary? You've been, you've been, Cherie normally, like, I feel like doesn't do a lot of scary stuff, but her, uh, her new bow, her new, fiance, my new fiance, my fiance, my fiance, my finances, my finances, my finances, he's a, he a goth boy, he loves yes, the spooky stuff. He's such an emo boy. He's been on a kick, and it's just been, I'm like, I'll watch, because then maybe Ghost Emoji will let me back on. But, <laughs> um, we watched, well, he had to watch all the Conjuring series. I had seen them already. But we did see the new Annabelle, which was good. We rewatched like, the Insidious ones. And then, I fell asleep during Ouija. Um, which one? Because there's, like, three Ouijas, aren't there? There's, like, Ouija. We only have two. Uh-huh. But, I don't know, maybe he didn't know the third one. But I fell asleep. And then the next day he was just like, what was your favorite part? I was like, because I was like, I don't know, you turned it off. And he was like, at the end, and totally got me for falling asleep. But anyways. But my favorite of the scary stuff I've done lately is Emily Wants to Play. Which I've played most of that game. <laughs> I was a fan of. I don't know, it's just this creepy little dead girl. Uh, you sh- you're just a... Innocent pizza men just trying to deliver happiness and you have instructions to leave the pizza inside the house and then you get locked in and then you see this creepy girl kind of giggle by the front door and disappear. And crawl down a hole into the basement. That is terrifying. That was the, the scariest it was. part. I had never seen that part and it was... That was uh, rough. Well, because I was playing and I'm just like, well, I'll just walk around. I'm, I can't scare me. I'm going to look at all the things. And then I walk in a room and a little... <sighs> creepy girl crawls on all fours like behind some moving boxes and down into a hole in the basement and I'm just like what happens if I go down there Taylor was trying to freaking like scare the hell out of all of us I kept turning off the flashlight <laughs> yeah and then like just walking into all these rooms and then so basically there's these dolls that come at you there's Kiki who's just a creepy black and white doll mm-hmm. there's um oh my gosh why can't I never Mr. Tatters Mr. Tatters the clown doll Who's the least scary of them? Yeah, and then he looks cheesy. Chester, um, and he's the ventriloquist doll. Which um, little asterisk to my slappy phobia earlier was traumatizing. Also, if we're throwing in scary things, Tori Story Four had four ventriloquist dolls. I saw them in the preview. It and I was, was like, horrifying. <laughs> Sheree's gonna die. I was like, I have to leave this movie theater. So <laughs> it's basically been surrounded by things, and yes. Like how all those scary things and the two things I was most excited for you to possibly watch was It Follows and Hereditary. I don't want to watch them. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm done. Yeah, I don't want to watch them. That, there's a reason. You guys made me watch that like five minutes of It Follows, looked at my face, and then turned it off. Why would I watch it? You, you seemed very disturbed by it. I was. I was disturbed. 
It's a disturbing movie. It's good, though. You guys, I'm paranoid enough. Like, I just... What if we tell Eric it's really good? Eric wants to see it. He's dying to see it. <laughs> not in real life. He's, he's not dying. You're yeah. not going to kill him. Yeah. That's good. He wants to see it real bad. That's why he rented them. He's put, like, 11 of them, like, where he's on hold for them. Ready I feel to like of those two, you would have an easier time with It Follows. Hereditary yeah. will probably fuck you up. Yeah, Hereditary. There's a lot of crawling. What spooky dings did you guys do? Besides, I know you did. Emily wants to play. Yeah, I played that. I didn't... Ah, she tried to bite me. Um, I played the first, like, four chapters or whatever of that one. It was nice and easy and quick. I didn't get too scared. Uh, I mean, the scariest thing I saw was Midsummer. I saw Midsummer on Friday. Did you like it? I liked it. never talked it. about that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. I felt really weird afterwards, the same way I felt really weird after I saw Hereditary. Just because it just kind of, like, sticks with you. And then I went to sleep, and then I woke up at, like, 5 in the morning, and I kept thinking about it. And so I read think pieces on it for, like, two hours, and then went back to sleep at, like, 7. That was the worst. I just... Well, because I couldn't stop thinking about no, it. No, I get it. And I get I, that, but... I don't know. And I just... There's, like, one part of it that was a little too gory for me, so I kind of just squinted my eyes through it. I couldn't tell if they were just doing it for shock value or if they were just like, no, like, death and stuff, like, you have to just look at it. Like, it's, this is what it is. And I'm like, I guess I can get that, but at the same time, I don't like realistic gore. Like, you know, stuff like John Carpenter or The Thing and and things like that where, like, it's gooey and stuff, but it's obviously fake you know, kind of like Stranger Things, mm-hmm. the mind flare where it's real goopy and whatever, but it's not, like, realistic. It's over-the-top kind yeah. of thing. Realistic gore gets me a little a little in the in the tummy feels. So yeah. that part I didn't, I didn't love. But overall, just the, like, relationship dynamics were terrifyingly realistic. Every time she would – because, you know, it's about, like, a couple that is going down the tubes and then she suffers, like, personal tragedy and – after all this happens, she goes with him and his friends to this, like, midsummer festival in this Swedish village, and it just goes downhill from, it implodes, from there. Yeah. yeah, it's, but, you know, it's just, it was really interesting. It's really, really long, which I feel definitely adds to, like, the anxiety of it, because it's just... It's a lot of tension. It's unrelenting. It, there's there's no, like, there's a couple parts where you kind of, like, laugh or whatever. But now, like, looking back, I'm like, there weren't that many parts that were, like, appropriate to laugh at. No. Parts of it that I think were kind of, like, played for laughs are actually still pretty serious when I think about them. It was a lot to think about, and I was I was happy that it lived up to my expectations. But I definitely probably won't watch it again for a long time. <laughs> I also saw it on Friday with Taylor, but I, uh... Before I got there, in the car, I started thinking to myself, I know this movie is supposed to be kind of gory. It would really be bad if I had a panic attack at the theater. The moment I thought that, it, like, manifested. You were done. I was done. So by the time I got to the theater, I was feeling nauseous. I was like, maybe I just need to, like, drink some water get some candy or, like, whatever, and that way it'll, like, distract me. I'll have something, like, that I'm eating. I can zone out. But it it didn't help. And then, so I got about... I don't know. What would you say? I feel like I sat through, like, the first 30 minutes. Because you left a good chunk before the actual, like, gory Mm -hmm. ritual part. Yeah. And the other problem is that before horror movies or movies where I'm worried that there's something that might 
stress me out, I'll read the entire Wikipedia article on it and, like, just read the whole plot because it makes me feel better that I, like, know what's coming. And um, I hadn't done that, so went outside to get some air, and I just stood literally outside the theater, read the plot, tried to chill out. I feel like I was gone, like, 30 minutes. Yeah, so you were gone. I thought you had just left, but I was like, well, I don't want to get my phone out because I don't want it to, like, go off. No, and I felt bad that I wasn't, like, communicating with you, but I was like, I... I can't even, like, I didn't want to be loud, and I didn't want to be disturbing, but I got up and down so many times. But anyways, so I came back in, I sat through another, like, 20 minutes, maybe, and then I I had to tap out, because it started getting gory, and I think they were at the, like, dinner table, and I had watched the part with the, where he drinks the stuff, and that was fine. Like, it kind of turned my stomach a little, but I was like, whatever, it's, you know, you're fine. It was once... She had done the the maypole thing, and they were sitting down to, like, the feast, and I was like, I can't remember if those are people that they're about to eat, or if it's a pig. And that's when my body was just like, you need to go. So I had to leave. I want to see it. I just obviously can't watch it in a yeah. fucking theater. So it's it's definitely a lot, but I really liked it. I mean, I think I would really like, I like, I liked the whole, like, dynamic of the couple falling apart although the dude was definitely way worse i was just like you're just a shitty asshole whatever he was just a douche he didn't deserve what he got but he was a douche maybe once it comes out on blu-ray or something sweaty just talking about it it's also just warm in here it is did you do anything else scary that you did enjoy that didn't give you a panic attack no what about emily wants to play (laughs) (laughs) it was okay because, like, you can't hurt me. Didn't you love seeing Taylor scream that one time? I did like seeing Taylor scream. That, that brought me joy. When did I scream? See, the, I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. Scream? You were like, I'm fine. I'm not scared at all. And then the moment she did scream, I was like, ah. Was it the one where I got stuck behind a door and Chester, like, came up behind me? I don't think it was that one. It was the one where we were running... The first time we heard, we saw Chester running toward us. And was like, Aah! Yeah, well, because we had been Dude, wondering, because you can always, like, hear him behind you. And we were like, I wonder if you can actually see him if you turn around. And I was like, well, I can't turn around because I have to get away from him. And that got But us. he was. What does he sound like? I can't do that. That's it, yeah. And then you hear the little. The little pitter-patter is the worst part. The pitter-patter of little feet. Don't play with Emily, kids. Don't deliver pizza to an empty, scary house. Yeah, don't trap an innocent little pizza man, okay? Poor pizza man. He's not getting paid enough to deal with this bullshit. Absolutely not. I don't think anyone paid him. Emily doesn't got any money. What the fuck? She's That's a true. ghost. Well, he should be getting paid from by the other people. She might not tipped him, though. Bastard. What a little shit. That's it. We got through. We're still under an hour. Who knows what this will be once I edit all the goofball oh my gosh. shit out. All right, guys, like and subscribe if you want to see more of me. Is that how this works? Yeah. No. You can't really like, but you can subscribe on, like, Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on lots of podcatchers. Podbean. Yeah, we're on Podbean. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and, almost said Facebook. We ain't on fucking Facebook. No, <laughs> Facebook no, is garbage. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Ghost Emoji Show. Or you can email us with any questions or comments. Um, you can tell us how to pronounce things yeah. if you want. That's at ghostemojipodcast at gmail.com. Good luck doing that via email, though. That's hard stuff. I believe in our listeners. I think that they can do it. Okay. Took me about 18 years of my life to phonetically spell my own name. But okay. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. 
Right. And of course, if you like the show, you know, always appreciate a, a nice review. We actually got from our call last week, we got a new review and I'm so excited because I'm tired of the ones and the threes. They hurt so bad. Why is everyone like this? They didn't like even this? like give any sort of constructive criticism. They were just like, here's a one, fuck you. But not even that. Like, at least the fuck you would have told me something. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. Don't make Taylor cry. Give us five star reviews. Yeah, it's disgusting. Don't make me cry. It's awful. It's Please. a lot of sweat. <laughs> we, ha- we have to deal with it. Please. I'm not crying. My eyes are taking a piss. <laughs> I'm not a Taurus, but I do love that Taurus yeah, video. It's very good. It's very good. Wow. The abidi abidi abidi. That's all, folks. Abudi abudai, oh abudi abudai, abudi abudai. I want someone to just have like a counter of all of the stupid, fucking, pointless pop culture references. <laughs> just like at number four hundred and sixty-eight. Just in funny. this episode, <laughs> yeah. I'll just add a little ding every time there's one. Ding ding. Oh, I just did something to my wrist. Ding. Wait, that was a pop culture reference. No, wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Becca's wrists. Always remember to say goodbye. Stay so- oh. <laughs> That's not the podcast that we're on. You're we so would have right. a lot more money if You're it so was. right. You're so right. <laughs> Just, yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye.